I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Sunday, one of the old-time great U2 classic rock and roll songs. So, today we celebrate the Marines' 248th birthday. Happy birthday to the Marine Corps. You know who was a Marine? Daniel Penny. Daniel Penny went on the subway one day, and some out-of-control young man decided he was going to threaten everybody on that train. Threaten them with death, mind you, with death. Psycho, who had run-ins with... All kinds of folks, including punching a lady, 61-year-old defenseless lady across the face. And Daniel Penny did what any Marine and great American and a hero would do. He subdued this guy. Now, unfortunately, this guy died. No one's happy about that, not especially Daniel. The guy died. But don't confuse the issue. Daniel Penny did what most New Yorkers should do. Instead of bitching and complaining, stand up for yourself. He wasn't standing up for himself. He was standing up for a trainload of people, including African-American folks. One lady said, he saved my life. One gentleman helped him. He's a Marine. And his attorney is another hero who served this country proudly. And he's become a dear, dear friend of mine. His name is Thomas Kniff. And he's joining me right now on this happy Veterans Day Friday. Tommy, thank you for your service. And it's, it's, as I always say, it's been a privilege, and uh, it's a privilege to be on the air with you as always, buddy. Good to get to uh, get to connect with you. Well, thank you for saying that. You know how I feel about you. I only wish to God that you had beaten Alvin Bragg, but you know, no one knew who you were. I'm being honest. Uh, you know, I did. Mike Sullivan did, but you know, and you're a war hero, all those things. But I really believe Thomas, as high profile as you are now, defending a guy like Daniel Penny, people becoming more and more aware of what uh, you have done in your lifetime. Much like my friend Tom Sullivan, who you know very well, you're friends with him too. I believe if you run again, you'll have a, leg- a legitimate opportunity to win. So before we get into your military career, are you at the very least seriously considering taking another shot? You know, so I, I mean, it really doesn't, it, you know, it hasn't crossed my mind, uh, you know, in any real way. And, and a lot of that just really has to do with, you know, 
since that election, uh, you know, just been so busy with things. You know, I, I was serving on active duty for a while in uh, the, the COVID response here in New York. And then, you know, I got back to my private practice. And, you know, you mentioned Danny's case. And, you know, it, it's a uh, it's a hectic, busy life. I know you understand because you live one, oh. too. And, and then you had, had, you know, three little kids in the mix. And, oh, boy. It's a lot. You know, no, it's a lot. I'm worried, about, I'm worried about getting through today. No, I know. But you know, when you consider we'll never, what. You know, we'll see. Yeah, when you can, but when you consider, Tom, Tom, when you consider what a horrible, horrible DA Alvin Bragg is, whether it's Donald Trump or or your your client, Daniel Penny, you know, which eventually led to a grand jury. When you consider all that, uh, Thomas, it's got to make you want to try just a little. He's so bad at his job. Well, listen, I mean, you know, I I have, there's a lot that DA Bragg and I do not agree on. Uh, you know, regarding the approach to the criminal justice system and probably never will agree on. And, and that's that's why I, you know, I ran in the first place. It wasn't just a run against him. I mean, I looked at the Democratic field and said, look, you know, I think that this is incredibly, you know, this whole progressive approach to criminal justice is incredibly ill-advised, incredibly wrongheaded. It is going to lead the city into, uh, you know, room, uh, or certainly to put it in a very, very bad place. I mean, I, you could, you know, the people that were paying attention to my election, you know, they can find videos I made in, in you know, two, early 2021, you know, saying exactly just that. And then fast forward and, you know, here we are. I, I think it's all, you know, all, all on Alvin Bragg's shoulders. No, absolutely not. There's a lot of people that bought in on this progressivism. Um, you know, but but it it, it is it is putting lives at stake. It has taken lives, and the cruel irony, as I always point out, is the people most victimized by these insane progressive policies are you know the very same people that the progressives at least purport to be championing. You know, people from low income communities, minorities, so forth. They're the ones that nine times out of ten, ninety eight times out of ninety eight times out of a hundred are the victims of the lawlessness that, you know, we've been living in for the last few years. And that, that's the saddest part, True, in my opinion. No, you're right. So uh, in terms of military service, I had Tom Sullivan on earlier. And uh, Thomas, as you know, served in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Kuwait. Uh, then I mm-hmm. spoke uh, to a young man named uh, Tashi Fleischer. He's an IDF Israeli soldier. He's fought all over the Middle East. Uh, then I spoke to uh, Colonel Jack Jacobs. And he fought, of course, in Vietnam. I believe you were in Iraq and Afghanistan, but I could be wrong. Where exactly did you say? I, I was in not Afghanistan, Iraq. Uh, and I, I was in Iraq for all, all of 2005. Um, uh, you know, I got there, you know, right in the uh, right in the lead up to the first elections. Uh, so it was it was a very difficult time to be there because that's right when, you know, the it was like the, heart, the, the height of the IED period and, and all that. Um, but, you know, it was a hopeful time as well because, then, you know, we had these elections. The Iraqis seemed enthusiastic. And, you know, there was a lot of optimism. I mean, it ended as it ended. Um, but, you know, uh, look, uh, looking back on it, you know, uh, should we have went? Should we have won? I mean, you know. Debate that uh, go back and forth all day, but you know the people that were there, the people that I served with, were committed to the mission. I, my impression of the Iraqis that I interacted with, I think some you know very very objective ways. You know, I always talk about you know we 
when you flew in a, when you fly in a combat zone, uh, you know you don't, you don't fly in a black hawk at five thousand feet. You're flying at you know sixty feet off the ground yes. because that's the best way to avoid getting shot down. I mean, we would approach power lines, and the pilots would have to raise the aircraft to get over the power line and drop it back down. You know, and without fail, when we went over, you know, an Iraqi home or past an Iraqi village, you know, they they run out of the homes and just you know waving to us with smiles on their face. You know, so I, I do believe that you know we were a welcome presence there by you know the rank and file Iraqis. Um, with crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or Email at info at gobblelaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. It didn't you seem know, that way. i got to tell you, when they knocked down that big statue of well, Hussein, it didn't know, seem that it, way. You know, it, 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 there's certainly, you know, a resistance. And, and whether those rank-and-file Iraqis were, were able to or were willing to, you know, sort of lay down their lives for freedom, like, you know, the, the, the you know, Western, you know, European American Revolution type mentality. That that's a different story. But I don't think that the average Iraqi, you know, I think on on a lot of levels they believed in what the message was. Um, I, I don't know that they were willing to lay their lives down for it. That that yeah. made been the difference. And of course, that the, there was this volatile, um, you know, uh, resistance that that you know, uh, did tremendous amount of damage, not only the American forces, but to, to, to Iraq and Iraqis. You know, so that, that was the complexity of the situation. You know, people here, like uh, my former partner, Bernard, God rest his soul, he was one of the very, very few that was against the war. I mean, that was a bipartisan decision to go in. You know, we loved George Bush, and they threatened to kill his father, and uh, Saddam Hussein was murdering his own people, and they're the ones who started 9-11. By the way, uh, that was never proven to be true. And uh, people like Bernard would beat his chest, I told you not to do this. And then he would say things like, look, every time we went into one of these places, Saddam Hussein in Iraq, uh, Gaddafi in Libya, those countries ended up worse off. We thought we were killing the bad guys, and another guy would come in and be worse. Any truth uh, to that? Know, it, it, it's interesting you mentioned Bernard rest the soul because Razor and I, you know, we, we commissioned in together. We served in the DA's office together under Judge Janine. And, you know, we would actually he, – he was adamantly against going into Iraq before either of us even knew we'd deploy there. And we used to go back and forth, and, and, and I supported it. Because, you know, look, my view is, yeah, of course, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, the intelligence at that time indicated that Saddam Hussein, you know, was, was stockpiling weapons of mass destruction. Turned out probably to be wrong. 
Um, Probably. That was what, that was what <laughs> the availability is. Well, you know, that's what the intelligence says. I mean, and, and Saddam Hussein acted like, you know, he, he wanted, you know, like, like the way a mafia boss, or like the way Gotti put himself out there as, uh, you know, he, he wanted to, you know, be perceived on the international stage as someone who had these weapons. He didn't really disavow it. Um, you know, obviously, if you know now, if we knew then what we now, I guess, you know, yeah, people would have uh, a lot of people would have thought things, you know, differently. No, I thought he had him, too. I, I would have bet my life he had him, too. But I will say this on the way out, Thomas. Once again, this is attorney Thomas Kniff. He's Daniel Penny's attorney. But before he did that, he served in Iraq. And what a great, great person to have on as we get set to celebrate Veterans Day tomorrow. This is a truly great American. You know, I was talking to Colonel Jack Jacobs. I know you heard it. And um, sure. he admitted uh, that it was a mistake to go into Vietnam. Uh, that didn't deter him when he got there. He went there to kill. And he would make that same decision again tomorrow. When you guys sign up, you sign up for the country, you do what you're told. But he did admit that it was probably a mistake. But uh, he also admits that that was the greatest time of his life, despite almost being killed on a field in Vietnam. Is that true for you? Was that time? And I know you still go back and do stuff with the service, but at least uh, in Iraq, would you consider that uh, as dangerous as it was the time of your life? You know, it, it was a very special time. I mean, look, you know, I am, you know, people thank me for my service all the time. And, you know, to the extent I thank the, gra- I, I accept that gratitude. I, you know, when I have the opportunity, and I guess I'll take it now, I, I accept the gratitude. And, and I think most people who serve accept that gratitude, not not for ourselves, but on behalf of those that didn't serve, that did serve and wound up less fortunate than we did. And arguably, as importantly, the future generations to come, right? You know, we as a country, we need to respect our military, not because someone wants to go out there and respect the Tom Kinnis of the world, but to show that, you know, that, that, that those teenagers that, you know, are, are, you know, maybe vacillating over whether they want to start an OnlyFans account or get hooked on opioids <laughs> yeah, or do right. all the you know, the nonsense that, that I saw a Pentagon study that 77, 77% of American high school students are service unqualified, even if they wanted to join because of, you know, whether it's drugs, mental illness, obesity, right. they couldn't even get in. So you have, we have to send a message as a country, you know, to the, to the, this generation and future generations that, th- that serving in the military is something revered. And I think one of the ways we do that as a country is by honoring our veterans. Um, you know, so for me, yeah, it was a special time and I can't, I, I couldn't even quantify, you know, the, what I've gotten in my life from having made that sacrifice to the point that it, it you know, in some ways, it, it, it was a sacrifice, but but I bet benefited more than I could have ever imagined. I never planned it that way. Never planned it. Yeah, I could never yeah. foreseen it that way. Right. But you know, my company commander didn't come back. Uh, his executive officer didn't come back. So you know, you have that sort of I don't want to call it survivor's guilt, but you know, you, you walk around with that. You say, look, I went on, and 20 yeah. years later, I had this big life. I'm on. The, I'm talking to you on the biggest radio show in New York. Thank and you. the people I served with that you know they, they didn't come back to. to to, to rejoin their families. That's a tough thing. 
Well, you're a beautiful guy, Thomas. I love you. Uh, thank you for your service. That's uh, a great, great uh, uh, appearance you had just here. Really a great appearance. Thank you for your service, and happy Veterans Day. And uh, good luck to Daniel. Quickly, i only got 30 seconds. What's next for Daniel Penny? It's, it's kind of way, basically, in the news. Well, you know, we got a, you know, so much going on in the world um, and that, that uh, you know, the, the case didn't get so much attention when we filed our motions, or a lot of people didn't catch it, but I encourage everyone to look at, at, at the articles about the, the, the motions to dismiss we filed, which is still pending, because we really went into the detail of what the witnesses that were on that subway car said in the grand jury. Perfect. And it's just yeah. eye-opening. I mean, right. afraid for their life, never been so Black people, scared. too, by the way. Black people for the sharpness uh, out yeah, there. I mean, right. With, right. With women cowering behind strollers with their children because yep. they were so afraid and nearly yep. really awful stuff. So I'm hoping, you know, we're going to have a hearing next month. and. And look, maybe the judge will do the right thing here. We'll see. Thomas, thank you again. You're the best. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. I love that guy, Thomas Kniff.